Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. This is Ride the Line. My name is Tanner Curran. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He's winning baseball picks today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Welcome in to Ride the Line. Grant, are you riding today? I'm riding, Tanner. I'm riding into the new week, coming off of a great weekend. I know you don't care too much, but my soccer team was back in action. They got a couple of wins, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm ready to get these baseball picks locked and loaded. Let's go. Let's get it. It's our day, Grant. It's our day. We're bouncing back from a difficult Wednesday. We're transparent. We're giving the people what they know. We were not good Wednesday, but today will be good. Today we'll bounce back, and we love the games today, so let's make it happen. Before we get into those, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. If you're not subscribed, I don't know what the hell you're doing. It's easy. Click a damn button. And also, Grant, after my massive USA pep talk, they came out and they shit the bed, basically. Basically, shit the bed. It's so funny that getting a three a three zero win is disappointing. <laughs> it was massively disappointing. I mean, they were well, they were five and a half goal favorites, and they were terrible. I mean, credit to the the Vietnamese, they came out and they played hard. I liked your tweet, Tanner. I don't I don't watch soccer, but it seems like the the Vietnam is destroying the U.S. Something like that. If, if they had any type of if we, they Viet, Vietnam had any type of offense, like any type of offense, they win that game because defensively they were actually pretty good. Can we can we talk about how ridiculous though some of the lines like minus eight hundred for Alex Morgan to score a goal? I'm sorry, if you bet on that, you should just get out of sports betting. And she didn't score. Like it's 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 crazy. Even she was like plus one thirty to be the leading goal scorer of the game. Like and it went to Sophia Smith, but like it's mind blowing that it's mind blowing that she was listed at minus like a a, a goal score should never be minus eight hundred. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care who we're going against. It should never be minus eight hundred. Same thing in like football, like Justin Herbert to throw one touchdown pass. Remember that night for DraftKings and that like that was minus like eleven hundred. That was boosted or that should never be minus eleven hundred. It's it's not easy to throw freaking touchdown passes. No, hundred percent agree. And soccer, I, I hate betting goal score props in soccer in general because they're pretty much always like the 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 most likely guy is pretty much always mine or plus one thirty, plus one fifty, something like that. There are eleven people on the field for both teams. Normally, it's not uncommon for a game to end one to nothing. Why are you laying plus money for something like that? I, I just that low of plus money, like close to the one to one line. I just don't get that. I don't get it either. But you know what? I get I get the picks. The people don't want the picks. The people need the picks. We're about to give the people the picks right now on Ride the Line. I hope you subscribe because we're getting into it right now. Grant, do you want to start or you want me to start today? You know what? I'll go first because I got a pick that I'm feeling pretty good about here. For my first pick of the week, Ride the Line's first pick of the Monday episode, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles money line versus the Philadelphia Phillies. On the bump in this one, it's going to be Dean Kramer going against Christopher Sanchez. Now, Kramer got a 480 ERA and a 134 whip. Not amazing. Christopher Sanchez, much better, actually. 306 ERA, 105 whip. Now, Kramer has been up and down. It's been really bad month, really good month, really bad month, really good month. So far, he's got a 357 ERA this month. So, you know, decent. We'll take that. The real reason I do like the Orioles in this spot, though, is they have won 12 of their last 15 games. They just took three out of four against the Tampa Bay Rays, who for 
99% of the season have been the best team in the American League. Phillies, they won last time they were out on the field, but they had a five-game losing streak going into that one. Orioles are top five in scoring over the last month or so. They're excellent with runners in scoring position. That's something that really sets them apart. They're also better coming out of the bullpen, and they can win on the road. That's something that they've proven. They have a 31-18 and 18 road record, so I don't mind the game being in Philadelphia. I like the Orioles here. I feel like they're seizing the momentum. They're seizing the opportunity with the Rays starting to slide down a little bit. The Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays not in a position to compete. The Orioles get a win here. They continue their charge to the title of the AL East. The Orioles are still plus 135 to win the division. Still plus 135. Rays are minus 135. Rays are hitting like 224 since after the All-Star break compared to 259 before the All-Star break. I wrote an article on this on WSN, so go check it out. Um, on the American League East. Grant, I like the pick. Anytime you can get the Orioles for plus money, just take it. That's just the way it works. Take it in the spot right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a value play. Yeah, definitely a value play there. Another value play, keeping it simple, Los Angeles Dodgers. Anytime you get them for a fair price, you bet the Dodgers because they're that good. Going against a disappointing Blue Jays team who have to go to Los Angeles tonight and play. They're only 28-25 and 25 on the road for the Dodgers, who are 29-16 and 16 at home. Now, the Blue Jays do have a pitching advantage in this game. Jose Barrios is going to throw for them. He's 8-7 and seven with a 3-3-9 and a whip right around 1-1. Michael Grove going for the Dodgers, 2-2 two two with a 6-4 ERA and a 1-5-4 whip. I really don't love Michael Grove in this spot, but what I do love is the Dodgers offense that has just been crushing the baseball as of late and showing up. I mean, besides a really bad performance on Sunday against the Texas Rangers, they've put up tr- uh, double-digit runs in three of their past five games. They've been putting teams away. I mean, they outscored the Texas Rangers in the first two games of the series over the weekend, 27 to eight. Like the Rangers are no scrubs by any means. Um, So as long as Michael Grove can be decent, he's been very up and down this season. And actually in his past, in two, three of his past five starts has been very good. But um, overall, you know, he's up and down. So you're betting on Michael Grove to be somewhat consistent, but this Dodgers offense can carry him as long as he pitches a decent game tonight. Yeah, so I actually also really love the Dodgers money line in the spot. This is actually also one of my picks, so I'll just go into a little bit deeper here. Now, Berrios has been awesome this year. We can't really argue that. However, the Blue Jays' offense is not always giving the pitching staff the support it needs, especially on the road. Blue Jays are 28-25 and 25 on the road. Obviously, it's over 500, but it's not amazing. The Dodgers, 29-16 and 16 at home, so clearly they play much better there. Dodgers have won 10 of the last 13. They've been on a much better streak as of late. And to your point about their ability to hit the baseball over the past 30 days they lead the league in scoring they've got 161 next place or second place is 142 so they've got quite a large gap on second place and the blue jays as we know they might score 10 runs one day and then they might score zero for for two of the next three you never know what you're going to get from them dodgers have been much more consistent lately and at home so even with michael grove being there and by the way grove has been better so far like he has a 360 era this month his era has dropped every month as the season has progressed so i think with his trajectory and also just the consistency the dodgers have shown i would definitely be going with this as well in fact i am going with this this is my second pick <laughs> Go dodgers grant you got a big twins pick you got a twins banger that i can't wait for right now so let's hear it because i'm in well, this game I, well i mean i said dodgers my second pick so you want to give your second pick and then I'll, I'll get to the twins oh okay my bad i i, I was so excited you you hyped up this kentamaida stat so i was super <laughs> excited about it all right so my second pick here 
would be the Cleveland Guardians minus one and a half against the Kansas City Royals. When you look at the Guardians, it's not a prime run line spot necessarily because they're at home, so they're not guaranteed the nine at-bats. And they really don't have a great offense. But they're much better than the Kansas City Royals, who are 28-73 and 73 this season. They're 13-37 on the road. Ryan Yarborough is going to pitch for them, a former Tampa Bay Ray who just can't seem to figure it out. 2-5 and five with a 5-2 ERA and a 1-2-6 whip. He's actually one of the better pitchers on their staff, which is crazy to think. Um, Logan Allen going for Cleveland, 4-2 and two with 3-2-1 ERA, 1-3-7 whip, so has not been as good as Yarborough in that area. But he has limited his home runs this season. He has elite strikeout ability. The walks can be a concern at times. But when I look at this Cleveland Guardians team, they are much better than the Royals in every facet of the game. They've performed on the run line. They're over 500 there. And they're 3-2 and two in their past five games. So, um, you know, the, the Royals do have a little bit more powerful offense. But Cleveland just trumps them when it comes to OBP and when it comes to batting average. Cleveland's got a 315 OBP. The Kansas City Royals don't even have a 300 OBP as a team. It's a 293. So I like them minus one half in the spot. And possibly, I'm not playing this, but I'm not a big first five guy but if i wanted to be i'd say take the guardians first five minus a half this one scared me a little bit just because of the line value i i i like the guardians more than i do like the royals but i, I don't know the guardians i i'm mostly concerned i guess about yarrow because to your point his whip is pretty decent i the the guardians don't have exactly an overwhelming offense i know it's a lot better than it was to start the season but I just have this slight concern that maybe they go four or five innings without getting a run. And if that happens, then I feel like a run line kind of becomes a lot harder to pull off. Um, ultimately, would I go with the Guardians if I had to? Yes, I would. But I would just most likely stay away from this one. But it's your pick. And I, I do understand the logic. Four and three on the season against the Royals at minus one and a half, five and two straight up. So there you go. That's a good stat. That's a very good stat. Yeah, it is. Give me your twins pick. I'm ready for it. All right, yeah, my final pick here. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins on the money line versus the Seattle Mariners. We've got an interesting starting pitching matchup in this one. For the Mariners, it's going to be Luis Castillo, who's been really good this season, 6-7 and seven, with a 3.04 ERA and a 1.05 with very good numbers. He's going against Kente Maeda. Now, if you look at Maeda's numbers, he looks horrendous. He's 2-5 and five with a 5.10 ERA and a 1.25 whip. However, Tanner, this is the stat that I was telling you about in pre-production. If you take out Maeda's worst start of the year, he went three innings and gave up 10 earned runs to the New York Yankees, which is hilarious considering the Yankees don't score anymore. Three earned three innings, 10 earned runs. If you take that out, he has a 2.30 ERA for the entire year. Not, not the month, not the week, not at home, not away. The entire year, he's got a 2.30 ERA minus that one horrendous start. So wow. he's actually been pretty good. And his whip, I don't. I, it's a 125 even with that. I would assume it sinks below 120. I haven't done the full math on it. But he's not been that bad. And he's going against Castillo, who's also been good. But Castillo has given up three-plus earned runs in three of his four starts so far this month. He had one phenomenal uh, month, but other than that, he's been about a three-something ERA pitcher. Teams are about the same in scoring over the last 30 days of baseball, but the Twins outrank them in batting average, on base percentage, slugging percentage, and they hit home runs. And if Castillo has one weakness in his game so far, it would probably be that he has given up home runs in places where he shouldn't. The Twins are 20-20. and 20 
22 at home and the Mariners are 21 and 24 on the road. So although you think of the Mariners as the better team in this context, you can put it about 50-50. And with the momentum the Twins have, and also the fact that Maeda has not been that bad, he's actually been really good aside from that one start. I do think the Twins, with the value of the line here, I do think the Twins are a good play. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. That's that's a good stat right there, Grant. That's locking in for the viewers. Because I was I was questioning taking the Seattle Mariners team total over four because when you just look at Kenta on the surface, like the five one ERA and two two and five record, but he's only thrown forty two innings, so it does make sense that that three inning stretch against the Yankees really did hurt him. Um, but yeah, he's been really good in his past five games as well. You know, based on the stats here, has let me see. Only two quality starts over that period, but he went five innings twice, gave up two earned runs in one game, gave up zero in another game. So I like that play. I'm going to take the under in this spot. I think Luis Castillo and Kenta Maeda are both going to put on a show. The Mariners offense has been quite disappointing this season overall, batting 231 as a team, OBP right at 311. The Twins, they're one of the biggest strikeout teams in baseball. I do think they lead Major League Baseball in strikeouts with 973 this season. Um, I bet Castillo, I don't have the number in front of me. Let me pull it up. But I bet Castillo's strikeout number is at probably a million tonight. So, oh, only six and a half or minus 154 on FanDuel. So that could be a good bet, too, um, taking Castillo to go over his strikeouts tonight. That'll probably jump up to seven and a half or plus money very soon. So I think both pitchers shove, um, and I like this game to stay under the total, which is set at eight runs. I think if this game does go over, it's going to be because there are home runs. Like I was talking about earlier with Castillo, even with the 304 ERA, the 105 whip, he has given up 19 home runs so far in about 118 innings. Not a terrible return, but against a team like the Twins, who to your point, they're going to hit home runs or they're going to strike out. It, it's just which one is it going to be? With the, over, the strikeout total, the over-under there, if they hit home runs, strikeout total is probably not going to hit. If they don't, then it probably will because they're going to be swinging for everything. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I would bet both. I, even at minus 154, I'm, I'm okay betting Castillo there for the strikeouts just because the Twins strike out a lot, and they're going to strike out tonight whether they hit the baseball or not. I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's got 133 strikeouts and 118 innings, so more than one strikeout per inning, which, you know, nine strikeouts per nine, and against a team that does strike out a lot. That definitely does sound like a good prop. Yeah, definitely. Get it, Grant. Get it. And no Jared Kelnick, obviously, because he, he kicked the water cooler. So that, that helps that helps the under tonight. I so okay. We let's let's close out the show with this real quick. Let's talk about this. I feel bad for the guy, right? Like obviously, you know, he never intended for that to happen, and it was sad to see him crying and everything. But there's nobody to blame but yourself. Like, at, at the end of the day, I understand. You know, athletes are emotional, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm actually saying that in a good way. It's what drives a lot of them to be so great and so successful. But you got to control yourself. At the end of the day, you got to control yourself. That's stupid. Like, you're an idiot. That's the bottom line. You're an idiot. Like, don't throw your glove. Like, your body is your temple. That's how you make money. Why are you kicking a damn water cool? Like, you're an idiot. That's that's what it comes down to, Grant. That's simple. My that grandpa. Simple? So, my grandpa taught me how to play ping pong, Tanner. And every time he would mess up or, you know, what, we used to play down at the, the community pool. There, there was like the, what do you call it? Like the rec center, I guess, where everybody yeah. would go play over there. Whenever people would get mad, they would take their ping pong rack and they would smack the table. And my grandpa used to always get mad at them. And anytime my grandpa messed up, he would slap himself in the thigh with his paddle. 
because he didn't want to disrespect the problem. So, like, I just think it's something like that. Like, take your bat, just, like, whack yourself in the thigh with your bat. Don't go kicking water coolers and, you know, end up breaking your foot. It's, like, the same thing. We see, like, guys, like, punch the punch the wall. We've seen pitchers, like, punch the wall and break their hand. Like, it's not the first time this happened, but it's just stu- – it's so stupid. Like, you're having a hell of – like, Jared Kellnick's having a hell of a year, too. Let's see what he's doing this year. And the Mariners, this is the thing, too. Like, that's an important piece that's now gone in a potential playoff push. Now they're going to try to get to the postseason without him. And I understand, again, this was not his intent, but he has now not only let himself down, but his team. I mean, Jared Kelnick, his first year, first two years in the, the league, not hit the baseball save his life, 181, 141. He got sent back down. Now he's batting 252 with a 320 OBP, and he's just 24 years old. So, like, stupidity, just stupidity. It is stupidity, and it's also stupidity if you guys are not subscribed to the channel. Tanner and I are going to be back on Wednesday with our best betting picks, and we hope that these are able to cash out for you. But if you want to make sure that you are locked in for the future, like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And Tanner, get us on out of here. That was Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. We will see you on Wednesday for another episode. Keep riding.